0: Hello and welcome to Talking Transfers from the Nightingale Podcast Network. I'm Scott Saunders, joined by Mins transfer correspondent, Graham Bailey, and Nightingale's top cat, Toby Cudworth. The Premier League season has finished. And Graham, Manchester United won the battle of the Uniteds this season. They
3: did, they did, they won out in the end. But I said, I was happy with the Newcastle, gave it a good go, didn't they? To be fair, um, we saw somehow. Night pre season predictions. We were talking about it we off off pod, weren't we? And uh I was the only person I think in the whole office to put in a hassle top six. So that you was a also small, put a small Chelsea debut. third? I had, I had, I had Liverpool, wouldn't it? I literally I remember literally I did toss a coin. I literally tossed a coin between City and Liverpool. Um so yeah, it, it was a bad bad for everyone. I don't think many people had Arsenal in second.
0: I and Arsenal fourth, I believe. Uh Toby, how did your predictions go?
1: Uh, yeah, I had Arsenal top four, didn't have United in the top four. I think I was pressured out of that, you know. I think initially I had done it, was scoffed at and reminded that Antonio Conte always wins. So I put Spurs third and that obviously looks like a, a stupid decision now. But I, I put Chelsea sixth and I remember agreeing with you, Scott, that I saw a downward turn coming. Not quite to the scale that we've seen. And did predict Leeds to go down. So uh, one out of three for the relegated teams isn't bad.
0: Leeds, Southampton and Leicester City. Unbelievably, Premier League champions just a few years ago. And now they are back in the championship, unfortunately, for them. Uh, This is Talking Transfers. You can subscribe on all your major podcast platforms and follow us on Twitter at underscore Scott Saunders at Toby underscore Cudworth. And at Graham Bailey, 90min.com forward slash talking transfers for all of the latest on the transfer front. 90min.com for all of the latest on the football front. 90min underscore football on all the social channels for 90min in general. Obviously, the season in the Premier League is finished. La Liga needs to finish. I think Serie A finishes soon as well. Uh, We're in the final week of the European season, really. We've got the Champions League final on the horizon, the FA Cup final on the horizon as well. I'll be at that game, the FA Cup final, actually. Uh, Quick, Uh, as a follower of United, United, to me, don't seem to have too much of a chance. Graham? Did you give them a fighting go? No, okay. There you go, Toby. no,
1: No, I think City win. Well, okay, I'll move on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I could elaborate, but United's record against big teams this season not great. Uh, City have rested all their players, haven't they? Last couple of weeks, I know they lost their last. You say well, not they... great, Toby? You say well, not City's... Great. well, yeah. I've seen something today about City's away record actually. In the won Premier League one because... of their games against the top yeah. nine away from home, and but United crucial... also beat all of the big teams at home as well. It's that's true. But I dare say that all of those games, City rotated their players. They certainly did for a couple of those games. So that's the caveat to that. I think United took a pounding in a couple of games and it was their full-strength team, whereas City had um, other things to worry about.
0: Yes, we'll see how it goes. Uh, No, not much United talk today. We're still in the midst of the... Obviously, the season's still going for them. We're still in the midst of the takeover, whatever's going to happen there, the ownership situation. Still no real clarity there, but we will talk about most of the Premier League's big clubs on today's show. We'll talk a little bit on Harry Kane, Declan Rice, Liverpool, and their targeting of a number of midfielders. A surprise signing potentially for Aston Villa. William Saliba's new contract at Arsenal and where we stand with that. The manager latest on the Spurs front, Chelsea's targeting of some midfielders and the decision on João Felix to not sign him which would have been mad if they had ended up spending all that money on a player they just didn't need but we'll start the show with uh Real Madrid we'll start with today actually now quick line to start with on Jude Bellingham Graham this is this is a matter of time we're nearly there is that correct
3: yeah the two the hierarchy from Madrid flew to Dortmund last week i believe it was um they were just waiting for the Bundesliga season to come to a close. Obviously, they were wishing Dortmund all the best, hoping they would win. They didn't, but um, yeah, they've been basically waiting for that. The terms were agreed weeks ago with Bellingham, um, generally, and yeah, it looks like 100 million down with the rest in add-ons. Say 100 million guaranteed, and then that'll be in over a certain amount of time, and then the, the other 50 will be in. Um, Extra, extras, but attainable ones, you know, not 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 silly ones. So um, I hope the overall deal will be worth around 150 million. Obviously, Real Madrid is trying to get that down, but yeah, it will be. It will be in that ballpark.
0: Toby, he's been wearing a knee brace mm. for a number of months. I don't want to go too deeply into this, but uh, on my on another show I was doing, speaking to Liverpool fan Chris Khan, he joked that, well, he's got a knee brace on. We're too smart to. <laughs> go for a deal like this, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know. It's Jude Bellingham; he's going to be great in knee. But you know, I, I have noticed that myself—the knee brace thing. I, sorry, I'm putting you on the spot here, but slight concern. I don't. Well, know. Y-
1: you like to hope that there's nothing to worry about, but just as you were saying that, I thought I know what I'll do. Find out how many games Jude Bellingham has played in his career until now. Only 19, he's already played over 200 games. So that is a concern for a long time in the future, the fact that he's got so many minutes under his belt already. You'd hope it's just been precautionary that he's been wearing that knee brace and see reports in the last 24 hours that he's going to not play a part in England's summer fixtures and may need to undergo a procedure. Um, It might just be a minor problem. Let's hope that's the case. But that is a lot of games to play, isn't it? That is the problem with being so good when you're so young is that you're thrown into the the fast pace um action it's been really really tough hasn't it the last couple of years the schedule has been so demanding um that you never want to see a young player uh suffering injuries so hopefully
3: it's uh it's not a bad one i was told guys that he he, he was wearing the brace to get him through the to help get him through the games as well if if Dortmund weren't in that title chase the chance i wouldn't have played wasn't he wasn't seen he, in
1: the decider either. I was going to say that was possibly the difference, right? Between Dortmund winning the title and not winning it. He was on the bench. That was utter the chaos, game
0: that game, by the way.
1: Well, I, I switched it on when Dortmund were two down. Um, caught the majority of the second half. They really threw caution to the wind as well. It was classic Bundesliga defending where they were so exposed on the counter-attack. Um, managed to get back into it and secure a draw, but... Um, yeah, just typical. What's that? Eleven in a row now for Bayern. That is what happens in the Bundesliga. Uh, unfortunately,
0: for most probably, I think I think a lot of people wanted to see Dortmund win this time, but it was not to be. Uh, we are talking Real Madrid here, though, and they will take up a big chunk of this early part of the show because Jude Bellingham coming in. Are we, Graham, is there a danger that Karim Benzema will not be his teammate next season?
3: yeah there is a realistic danger yeah and um, we revealed in march um we weren't alone um that benzema had agreed terms on his new one-year deal it's always these one-year deals we've seen tony Cruz sign his luke modric has agreed his but not signed yet um benzema i um, happy to continue for another year we've got there's a bit of um bit of oil. i was some sort of quick about oil then but basically saudi arabia have come in and made him a huge huge offer to to go to saudi arabia now Um, a two-year contract, can pick his club, can pick his city where he wants to live. it's just up to Benzema. Um, Madrid know about the offer and they're aware of it. They've asked him to let him know this week, really, because their plan was um, to sign a striker to back Benzema up for at least one more season. They've done that. They've agreed a deal for Jostlew, the old Stoke and Newcastle front man who's playing for Spain now. He's going to come on a free loan from Espanyol because they've been relegated. So, so, so I don't know I say for them. But their plan was for Benzema to lead the line still with Jostlew behind. Obviously, they're now looking at options, but they still think he'll stay. They still think he'll stay for another year. I find it hard to imagine him him accepting this money and then maybe endangering his place in the French squad um, for the Euros. I think one more season at Real would make all the sense in the world for me. But hey, um, money does talk sometimes and that's what, that's what Saudi Arabia banking on. Um, So we'll, we'll find out in the next few days um, whether Benzema will still go. Real Madrid don't know. I'm not even sure Benzema knows at this moment in time, but yeah, um, if he does go, then that, you know, there's a, Real in the real... works. <laughs> yeah, for the, in this number nine market, especially. We know they're a long time admirers of Harry Kane, Ossiman too, and there's others. Yeah, Real Madrid we weren't expecting in the number nine market this summer. But yeah, if Benzema goes, they'll be in it.
0: Obviously, uh we all know the the forward that they've been after for what seems like forever, but he's got another year left on his own contract. Graham, is that I'm sorry I'm putting you on the spot here, but is that still the plan, as far as you know, Kylian Mbappé?
3: Yeah, you know, Mbappé took a lot of stick, but if you notice, Florentino Perez has never, he's never slammed him, he's never criticised, never criticised each other. It's always been very classy between them two. Yeah, I think Mbappé, whether it be next year, year after, will end up at Real Madrid. I think it's a given. Um, but yeah, so that that'd be an option as well. It would. Um, but then again, when we look at PSG, the losing Messi, Neymar is on the transfer list. Um, can they let Mbappe go as well? It'd be, a, be an amazing reset, wouldn't it, for PSG if we lost all three of their superstars? So I find that hard to believe. I find it hard to see them letting them go this summer. But if Real come knocking.
0: I even saw reports from Spain about Ashraf Hakimi's unhappiness as well. So, um, you know, it is uh, not a happy place and, to be.
3: Verati apparently on the shopping list as well now. So we could see a major, major on But again, see if Galtier continues. There's a good chance Galtier won't continue. And it depends who comes in.
0: We will see how that goes. You mentioned Harry Kane. So, what where do we stand here? Uh, Tottenham obviously going to dig their heels in, and we all know the clubs that are in the number nine market. We all know the difficulty that Daniel Levy and Tottenham will put on any potential deal here. Kane has one year left. Uh, to, just before I come back to you, Graham, Gra- uh, Toby. How realistic do you think it is to see Harry Kane potentially, if he doesn't move this summer, just run his contract to nothing? Do you think it's fair to say he'll have the choice of Europe
1: in a year's time? Yeah, I think he would. I'm not sure whether or not Kane would go all the way to the end of his contract, though. I think we would get to January and... Spurs would be really, really pushing him to sign a new contract then to ensure that when it gets to May time next year... Spurs that, are eighth? Then they've got a massive problem. <laughs> but I don't know. I think now, for me, I've always thought now is the time for Harry Kane to do this, if he's going to do it. Because as Graham says, there's the likes of Victor Osimhen, Dusan Vlaavich, there's other top strikers who could move in a potential landing spot for Kane and that will then limit his options come next summer. Um That's not to say that interest wouldn't be retained in him, but he'd be another year older. He'd be 30 next summer. This summer? summer. He's 30 this summer. OK, so, summer. so he'd be 31 next summer. I know we envisage him going till he's 35, 36. He looks like he's got the class to do that and his injury record has actually improved over the last couple of years after a few niggles. But... I don't know. I think he would then have to stay in the Premier League if he got to 31. I can't then see Bayern, for example, coming back for him. I think the Real Madrid ship would have sailed because they'll be looking towards Haaland for the future. or Mbappe. one of those two. Don't really see any other European suitors that he would go to. I don't see PSG, even though that's been floated in the past. So it would then have to be... Barcelona love free chances. Well, they do. Um, They love everyone. (laughs) I just don't take that with a pinch of salt. It would then be Man City or Man United again being the two destinations that you would think make the most sense. But everybody would be interested in it, right? Nobody would turn away from it and say, no, we don't want Harry Kane. He's not good enough. He clearly is, but it could just be a timing thing.
0: Where do we stand for this year, Graham?
3: Yeah, we um, just in a piece, um, Sean Walls, colleague of ours, and myself, we put one out today. Um, Clubs all around Europe, Think he's staying? They don't think Tottenham are selling. Um, they're accepting it, and and the thing with that is include this includes Manchester United. Just, as Toby said, they're starting to look elsewhere, and there are a lot of options this summer. There really are, you know, from Vlahovic and Ossiman who we spoke about, and there's others as well. I, you know, Harry Kane. I, I I really don't think he's leaving this summer. I don't. I think I think he's exciting to accept that as well. I agree with you, Scott. I think if he really really wants out, he needs to start agitating. He needs to come out. You know, he agitated when he wasn't in a position of power before. When he did that Gary Neville interview, this is the and, most powerful position he's ever been in. in his yeah, career. and it's come. It's it's a strange that he's not agitating at this time, isn't it? Because mm. he did it before when he had no power. And and you know, and he does know that this is his chance. And, and we say, as Toby said as well, this it's a, it's a bit like an F one F one grid. Sometimes the seats aren't available. And if United go out and sign Vladevich or Osman, they're not signing Harry Kane next summer. They're not. They're just not. It's not going to happen. If Chelsea go out and get uh, Ossiman or Lautaro Martinez, someone else who's very much in the number nine market, Chelsea won't be in the oh, market either. <laughs> but with Poch, well, yeah, never. Yeah, well, you never know with Poch. And you know, PSG, I think PSG probably would still be in there and might be the only ones. But is he going to throw away his Premier League goal-scoring record? New- I wouldn't even say Newcastle will be in it because they'll be doing other things. Alexander Isak showing it really well. I think if, if Harry Kane wants to move, It needs to be this summer. I really do think that. I think it's all very well being available on a free, But if there's no real top four, top ten in in the world landing spots, where is he going to go?
0: Well, he's got a decision to make, hasn't he? He's got some time. Uh, Obviously, he doesn't know. Uh, We'll talk about the Spurs manager latest later in the show. They have been linked with... I, I think we're closing in on that period of... Time that they spent just a few years ago before they appointed Nuno. Uh, it's that beyond that, isn't it? Isn't it? 70, is is, is it beyond it?
3: Th- Yeah, it's beyond it already, I think. These 70 days run now, aren't we? I, thought it, was... it. Oh, I thought it was approaching it, but regardless, we're close yeah. to yeah. it
0: anyway. <laughs> uh, you know, that that is a club that knows exactly what it's doing on the manager's front. but I suppose it definitely knows what it's doing on the Harry Kane front if they know that they want to keep him and they're just going to bat, and, well, bat away every single approach. Maybe the approaches aren't even going to come uh, because. Everybody knows that Spurs are not willing sellers. Uh, you know, we'll see, but yeah, like I've said, I even said this in COP January, February. He's gonna have to do it himself, he's going to have to make some noise, kick up a stink, uh, to force Spurs' hand. But obviously, if Spurs lost Harry Kane, where would they be? <laughs> Apparently, in the relegation zone, if you take his or uh, close to that, if you take his goals out, but it doesn't always work out that way. But yes, uh. Real Madrid in the mix there potentially could be if uh, uh, Karen Benzema ends up leaving. But there's plenty of interest in Harry Kane from across Europe, some from Bayern as well. And we will talk Bayern now because they also want another England international in Declan Rice. Toby, I'll come to you.
1: Yeah, the ongoing Declan Rice saga. Me and Graham put out a story last week, uh, back end of last week, talking about Bayern's interest in Declan Rice. It's accelerating um, over the past 48, 72 hours, plenty of stories out there about uh, where Rice might go, what Brian's, Bayern's priorities are. From our understanding, Bayern Munich do like Declan Rice. They are one of many teams who like him. I think every big team in Europe likes Declan Rice. West Ham won 100 million plus add-ons. That is their valuation, has always been the case and remains the case. Two years left on his contract and from their perspective... That's the figure you pay. Otherwise, Declan Rice is not leaving this summer. We discussed last week that Bayern paying that fee, they could do it. Financially, they've got the money, but they don't have to track record of doing it. And their priority is a striker. So Robert Lewandowski went to Barcelona. They didn't replace him. They kind of got by this season with Tupou Moting up front. They brought in Sadio Mane and it didn't really work. So they've still got to fill that void Kane has been a player they've been considering. Randall, Kolen-Muani, Dusan Vlahovic, three players they're looking at with various prices. They need to get one of those players in through the door. Rice is a target for them, but he's not the absolute number one thing that they need. However, Thomas Tuchel likes him, wanted him when he was at Chelsea. He wants him at Bayern Munich as well. He thinks he would add steel to the midfield and it would certainly help with their Champions League aspirations. And... Joshua Kimmich's future is coming under the microscope. We don't anticipate him leaving this summer, but that's something that could happen in the next 12 months. So Rice makes sense from that perspective to come in now, but they would have Kimmich, they would have Goretzka. They're bringing Conrad Leimer in. Graham's a big fan of his from RB Leipzig. He's arriving this summer. So they've got three strong central midfield options. It kind of aligns with Rice isn't the first thing that they need. But it could happen. They've got the financial means to do it. But as we say, West Ham will not dip on this valuation. And they could, in essence, spark a bit of a bidding war here, couldn't they? They're, they've got teams playing off each other. Arsenal and Chelsea, particularly Chelsea, who are willing to spend all sorts of money on any player. £100 million for them, for Rice, is perfectly plausible. And it's something they could do. And we've reported previously, that uh, Mauricio Pochettino likes him as well, Graham. They've, um,
3: they've had initial discussions and Chelsea need to beef up that central midfield. Especially, it's, I think it's really interesting, guys. Kante deal isn't done yet. And he has a lot of interest elsewhere, PSG, etc. You know, if you suddenly take his wages off the bill, Kovacic is, is going to go. We discussed that on the show previously. There's a real Declan Rice type hole in that midfield at Chelsea. And as you say, if it, it might be like last man standing. If Chelsea are the only ones willing to play 100 million plus, then I don't see Declan Rice saying no to that. I know it seems that Chelsea Arsenal is first choice. They are for a lot Arsenal's first choice for a lot of players. But if Arsenal are not willing to go above hundred million, as they're currently not, I, I still think it's opened up for Chelsea. I do. Um it's interesting. We'll keep an eye on the Kante situation. He still hasn't signed yet. We don't know what's going to come this week with lots of Pochettino talks. But yeah, it's fascinating. I do think um Declan is want to keep an eye on. I think West Ham would love to have a bidding more, Toby, as you say. I think nothing more than you want when you sign the player. Um the modern one club want him and they do but i say who's willing to go to that three figures and I just don't see anyone other than Chelsea doing it at the moment I, I still think Arsenal might go to 100 but are they willing to pay that extra 20 million in add-ons I'm not sure about that Is he worth that Toby? He's definitely worth it to West Ham I think that's the most
1: important thing here West Ham trying to get value for money for what Rice represents to them he's their best player by a mile even you know, Lucas Paqueta is good, but Rice is next level, and he ticks the boxes for every major European team. It's only 24, is still getting better. Um, yeah, I think he's worth it.
3: And some so of these midfielders be- around though, Toby, isn't it? I'm fascinated to see where Caicedo ends up. He's going to be available for 20 million less than Rice. And as I said before, if I had to pick the two, I must admit. I, I I would go Caicedo myself. I think it's just that bit more exciting. But I can see where Declan Rice is a plug and play straight away. He's he's everything you want for an international midfielder. Um so it's again, these I think these midfielders want to move now because there is that right Rice can't afford to sit at West Ham for another year, really, because there's these opportunities are there now. Um so it's gonna be fascinating to see where these midfielders end up as well. Could
0: be a hell of a lot of money being spent this summer new levels potentially uh staying with Bayern briefly Graham Uh, Benjamin Pavard as we've reported this morning on we are recording on Wednesday released on Wednesday morning uh a story about Benjamin Pavard informing Bayern that he would like to leave there is interest in him from a number of big clubs across Europe you can name the two Manchester clubs here uh Liverpool Barcelona Real Madrid. Uh, there's clubs in Italy as well who have liked him in the past and wanted to even get him out around uh, the January time, I think. But he he stayed, has now informed Bayern he wants to leave and could be he's out of contract in a year's time, Graham. So this is a player who could tick a lot of boxes for a lot of clubs because he's, a, he's a primarily a right-back, but I always thought of him really before he made that right-back role his own that he was more of a centre-half. Good stature, uh, can... Neat and tidy. can do a lot of things, and for a deal worth thirty million euros potentially, this is a a good value alternative option for a lot of clubs. And it's a case now of evaluating options for his camp. Is that right?
3: Yeah, um, he's available. Uh, we reported back in April time that he was looking. He was a bit agitated. He was looking to leave. He gave Thomas Tuchel a few months. He's just of the opinion he wants to move now. He wants to try his luck in Spain or England. It appears. And there is interest out there. It really is. He, he's a world-class performer, guys. I think he's a terrific. At uh, 30 million, as you say, Scott. 30 million euros. He could be an amazing pickup. We know Manchester United are looking for a defender. But like him, we know that in Napoli, he's not a champion. It's going to be over 50 million if, as long as you don't pay the release clause or if you don't have to during Timber. But Pavard at 27... He must be a huge. I think he's a huge appeal to United, Scott. I really do, and obviously you can say better than others. I think, I think it'd be a great fit. You know, I think they do need. You know, Varane is playing exceptionally well for you, isn't he? He's he's, he's had a great season. So if you sign out and out centre half like Kim, yeah, he's good, but is Kim necessarily an upgrade on Varane? I don't see him as a massive upgrade. Whereas Pavard or a Timber, someone like that, gives you that option at right back as well. I I, I think Pavard is um a very interesting option, especially for United.
0: Yeah, obviously can cover two positions. Uh, Aaron wan and Diogo Dalot of Wan-Bissaka more so at right back has been pretty good in the, well, I say pretty good, but better in the uh, second half of the season. And uh, United have a lot of moving parts. I'm sure there's, there's a lot of players in that squad that they're looking to offload. I see Anthony Martial's ruled out the FA Cup final. What a surprise there. Uh, I know it's a different position, but... No
3: No, real loss here, Scott.
0: United have players on their books who uh, essentially they're just not getting the best out of who are on a lot, a lot of money, and they're going to need to shift a number of players. Harry Maguire, Graham, is going to feature in this as well, you would imagine. Uh, So, smart in in an ideal world, I suppose, United would find a player who can cover both especially if they do sell one of the right-backs, a right-back right, a right back spot and a centre-back spot, especially if Harry Maguire does go, but we'll we'll see what happens there. Uh, United have a lot to do once the FA Cup final uh, rolls around and happens. Uh, there's ownership matters to take care of first, this kind of thing. But Pavard is a good age, a good value, and the city-proof with... Uh, I know he's a bit more expensive than Manuel lacanji was when they picked him up from, from Borussia Dortmund last year, that if you've got the the bare essentials there you can actually you know really yeah, excel in the premier league. That's a good comparison
3: league, and I, you know? that's a very good comparison I think but I think Pavard's a level above him as well. I think Pavard is is a good and Pavard you know going slotting next to Varane as well. I forgot about the Varane link as well so um no I think he's good. And United yeah I think the Will Dallo if he signs I think that will see Wan-Bissaka sold. wan Ten Hag does like He's just done such big money, you know. You can't he, for someone if he was if he was on half those wages, Ten Hag would keep him. He could push for that starting spot, but on those wages, same as Maguire, he keep him around his squad players. But on those <laughs> wages, you just can't do it. Yes,
0: whose fault is that? Manchester United's own fault <laughs> for putting. I, I saw the other day that there were suggestions they were going to offer Lisandro Martinez a new contract. He just bloody signed for you, you know, a year ago. I know he's had a good season, but yeah, uh, you know. Not confirmed that ourselves, but um, you know, don't always straight away offer rewards. <laughs> this kind of thing, you know, give it some time. Save yourself a bit of money. Anyway, <clears throat> moving across to Liverpool, who finished uh, fifth in the Premier League, they are confident that they will get the deal for Alexis McAllister done pretty early on. Graham,
3: yeah, they're pushing. They've been pushed hard for this last few weeks, as we've reported. You know Brighton is saying not no talks yet, but the issue here for Liverpool is getting the agreement with McAllister. You know we already know what Brighton wants and it's not going to be a real issue agreeing the terms with Brighton. That isn't the issue; it's getting him to agree and sanction that move. No, i told that isn't an issue. This is Liverpool coming for him. McAllister knows what a huge club this is, and and this could be a great sign, guy. I think they are really 70 million around that that figure for him. Um there are other clubs sniffing around, but no one's as advanced as Liverpool, no one's nowhere near as advanced as Liverpool. And yeah, sources close to Liverpool telling us they are very confident this deal will soon be done.
0: So uh Liverpool don't only really want one, they want how many midfields are they going to end up getting, Graham? Because we they've obviously made some announcements. Nabi Cater is one of the players who will be leaving on a free transfer. James Milner's gonna to go to Brighton by the looks of it. they have obviously lacked a lot of energy in the centre of the park this season. That's probably been a big reason for their downfall. They can't maintain the same intensity. Uh, what is the? How many are they going to go for? Do you think? I mean, we know that we've we've listed a ton of midfielders that they they're interested in or
3: they they're investigating. What's the what's the latest there? Minimum two, but I think they could get three. I really do. I think we've seen such um, a backward step of season from Fabinho, um, Tiago, who has never ever produced as, as I've always said on the pod, he's been such a letdown for them. I think we could see three coming in. I read you, I think it could see a new holder like a Gravenback who they like at by Munich. Um you know there's Nevers at Wolves, Tielemans at Leicester, they love them both. And two who we're reporting on now, who they are talking with, uh Manu Kone, Kevin Turan from Nice. Two very similar players, both French Nationals. you know, they've been by everyone. Around Europe, everyone in in England, Newcastle like them both. So I don't think they'll sign both these players, but one of them I think could come in. Um, and then I think they would have another another option as well in a grabbing back or Neves or someone.
2: Save big on brunch for mom all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for one twenty nine each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine a pound. All with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.
3: So I do think Liverpool might bring three in. I really do. I think they really need it. They really do. Because McAllister, I think, is that... Floating player. Not not quite a number 10, but he's that Coutinho type player, which had ne- arguably never replaced <laughs> Coutinho. Arguably. I know a lot of Liverpool fans think that. So if you bring McAllister in, then another two as well. I think that's what this Liverpool team need. They really do need that energy. I think Curtis Jones, one of my favourites, has stepped up recently. But, you know, I think he's going to move on from some of these youngsters. is going to go out on loan. Um, it will probably get his chance still but push down the pecking order a bit I think he's been, I don't think he's been let down by the youngsters but some of them I think he's probably overrated them a little bit where he's thinking they're going to come in and and you know, like like in the Kansas City he was able to do that Scott because of those around him whereas I think Klopp was asking some of these youngsters to be those key pieces and they're just not up to that at the moment so I think that's why he's looking to bring the experience in and yeah, I, I, I think at least two but probably three
0: guessing, Toby, that there's no chance... We, we know that Liverpool have held that interest in Declan Rice, but the, this is pretty much... I've not seen anything about it
1: anyway, but you put two and two together, if they're not going for Duke Bellingham, they're not going for Declan Rice. Yeah, I think it's a financial issue because Rice actually fits what Liverpool need more than anybody that we've discussed there. Liverpool need legs in midfield. They need somebody who can break up the play, um, something that Fabinho's not been able to do this season. They need somebody who can transition the ball into attack and run with the ball. Declan Rice can do that. And they need somebody who can switch the play. They've had to bring Trent Alexander-Arnold into midfield to do that because they haven't had anybody else capable. So I agree with Graham. I think three is probably what Liverpool need. And that's no slant on Fabio Carvalho or Harvey Elliott and those boys. But they're not central midfielders for me. They are inside forwards, um, much better suited to playing on the right and left flank. And influencing games in the final third, not doing the hard yards in central midfield and needing to get up and down the pitch. I just don't think they're built for that. So Curtis Jones has shown a bit of that towards the end of the season, but he can't do that job alone. He needs support. So McAllister and two others for me is what Liverpool need.
0: Let's move to Aston Villa. Ashley Young's departure has been announced uh, this morning. Good servant for Villa down the years. Also been at Manchester United for a long time as well. Leaving the club, but Villa have ambitious plans, Toby, and there could be a
1: Real Madrid face turning up at Villa Park. Correct. They have ambitious plans, and they have a lot of money behind them. Uh, very rich owners and. I've kind of got the the quality of football now to match that ambition. Okay, it's Europa Conference League, but Villa are in Europe. That's a big first step, considering where they were seven months ago. Um, An enormous achievement. Unai Emery is a big-name manager, can attract the calibre of player that, let's be honest, Steven Gerrard couldn't. I know Coutinho came in, but that's because they were mates. It wasn't because Coutinho was at the peak of his powers. Uh, Unai Emery can attract Good players, Villa are playing a nice brand of football and they're looking at Real Madrid winger Marco Asensio, who is out of contract this summer, had intimated that he wanted to stay at Real Madrid if he could get more minutes, but he's only started 13 of Real Madrid's 30 La Liga games. His actual overall participation is 42% of their minutes in the league, only played 29% of their games or minutes, I should say, in the Champions League. And he scored 12 goals in that time. So he has telling contributions, but he just can't get a look in, such as the strength of Real's squad. So he's now looking at other options. We understand a move to the Premier League is of interest to him. Aston Villa among the teams who want him, and they've even gone as far as to offer him a contract. So the ball is now in Asensio's court, Um, whether or not he wants to come to England. If he doesn't, Villa looking at Ferran Torres and Ansu Fati from Barcelona. So that shows the calibre of player that they're looking at. And they're kind of swimming in the same circles as Arsenal. Um, Arsenal like Torres, Rafinha. They like Asensio. And he represents great business on a free transfer. He's had one serious injury that kind of knocked him for six in 2019-20. But he's been a really, really steady performer for Real Madrid. And he's only 27. So... Got the best years of his career ahead of him, and if Villa pull this one off, I think that's a massive coup and a massive feather in the cap for Unai Emery and a real sign of the club's ambition and where they're hoping to go to.
0: They can offer him European football as well, perhaps not what he's used to, uh, but some European football at the very least. Uh, You mentioned Arsenal there, Graham. Uh, Toby, Graham, what about the new contract situation? around William Saliba. Now, we've seen other players, Aaron Ramsdale, uh, Bukayo Saka, confirm that they are re-signing, etc. Cetera, et cetera, William Saliba,
3: though, not so close. No, if you remember back, guys, it seems a, a lifetime ago now, uh, it was back in October, September time we did the story about Martinelli, Saka, and Saliba being the main three they were trying to tie down. Obviously, succeeded in Martinelli and Saka's put pen to paper last few weeks on his. Slidebardo isn't close at the moment. Um, you know he's coming this year and been absolutely terrific. He really has, and I'm not blowing my own trumpet. I always thought he was great. He really has come in and, and shown shown the way. He's, he's he's so far ahead of Ben White and Gabriel for me. I think I think he's a world class talent. I really do, and that's the problem here. Arsenal have offered him a deal that he's that he's shunning worth just over 100 120 £240,000 a week. And he, he's not happy with that. And so, so he shouldn't. Uh, he thinks he's the best young defender in Europe. I'm inclined to agree. And so he should be played that way. And that's the thing. He's not He's not really pushing to move to a Real or a PSG. But there is going to be interest in those clubs because he is that good. He's one of the best young defenders in the world. And he's shown that with Arsenal. He's a big reason why Arsenal up towards the top. He was sensational. He really was. And, yeah, Arsenal are going to have to pay him. That's as simple as that. He's not agitating for a move, but he's just he wants to be paid what he thinks he's worth. And I think it's up to Arsenal. If Arsenal don't think he's one of the best young defenders in the world, they're going to lose him. But if they do, they're going to have to pay him. Simple as that. His bargaining power
1: has gone up tenfold, given how Arsenal's season finished missing those games that he did the fact that arsenal's form dipped all right it coincided with the long season and they'd been playing to an incredibly high standard but they won half the games that Saliba was absent for and their defense
0: do we, do we looked... think
3: do we think they win the title if he's there possibly no
0: personally I don't, no but no. no reflection on Saliba.
1: yeah i think they would have been more in the games that they lost i'm not sure they would have drawn with southampton that way i think that would have been a game that they would have won as an example um so obviously his bargaining power has gone up hugely in these contract negotiations because his value to arsenal was demonstrated by his absence
0: we'll see how that one unfolds uh william saliva obviously i think he's what has he got one year left plus an option for the club is that is that correct
3: but. Yeah, it rings a bell, something like that. Yeah. But he's and obviously he's on the contract he's on now is the one he signed when he first arrived at the club from, from Satan Tien, same time as his as his good friend Fafana, who's on and, and we have to look at that guy as well. Fafana, the contract he got off Chelsea was quite a substantial one. And so and he'll know that. He's a good friend of his. They came through San Etienne at the same time. Uh, what a production line that is. Um and so he will know what he's worth. And, and yeah, I just think Arsenal need to it's a strange one, this one. They've they've given the Given Saka one of the biggest clubs in the con- in, in the contracts in the club's history. They've done the same with Martinelli and, and the Native do the same with with uh, Saliba. Uh
0: we mentioned Chelsea there. We have touched on Chelsea a little bit throughout the show. Uh twelfth they could finish twelfth in the league after. Is that the worst season we've ever seen by a by a football club? Like relevant to their expectations.
3: I remember I remember well, I'm not sure I remember Chelsea going down, Scott. I remember my own middles were relegating them, so for Chelsea wise, I don't think it is. But um in terms of expectation level Chelsea
0: didn't have 600 mm-hmm. millions worth spent in the same I, season.
3: I, I, I'd, I'd say Liverpool this season are up there with it as well. Liverpool to drop out of the top four, I think it, in my mind is more shocking than what Chelsea have done. I do. I think Liverpool dropping out of the top four is just absolutely shocking. So, because they, they were, they were, It was one, of the, one of two, wasn't it? Everyone in the predictions was one of two. Who, who can have thought that Liverpool, they were, they were never in title contention this season? I think it was such a bad, bad season. And I think Liverpool, in more so, that was a very that squad just wasn't good enough, and they knew it. They knew that midfield wasn't good enough. I think clubs could be caught. I think Klopp's a very lucky man. I really do. I think it's a good job the owners love him because to finish fifth as he did. I tell you what, if he was at Real Madrid, he wouldn't still be in the job. That's for sure.
1: Toby, you're smirking. Yeah, I will go against that because I think Chelsea's drop-off is incredible. Champions League winners, Club World Cup winners. uh, They won something else as well, didn't they, in that period? Last season, they finished third with 74 points and had scored 76 goals. To finish with 30 points less, to score half the amount of goals... It's scored 38 in the league. I think that's their lowest return ever in the Premier League. This was before they were a big club and had mega investment. To 12, but, but to look,
3: lose 16 games? Can you not put it down to one thing? They appointed Graham Potter. They appointed someone who wasn't good enough um, for the role. But they made Into such a off. big
0: song and dance about a Graham Potter was the right person.
3: So whose fault is that? Yeah, it is Chelsea's fault. But I think once Green Potter was appointed, I don't think it was that big a shock. He clearly wasn't good enough for Chelsea. But I just think then in terms of Liverpool and Klopp, he's one of the best managers in the world and he's guided Liverpool to fifth behind Newcastle and Manchester United. That's a dismal, woeful season from Klopp. And I say he's very lucky. Whereas Chelsea, yeah, it is completely of their own making. Scott, has got completely, stock laughingstock to appoint someone like Potter, whose best finish was ninth previous, to be one of the biggest jobs in Europe. But they got that all wrong completely. But you can trace their Chelsea's errors back to that point. So from that point onwards, was it a surprise what they did? Yeah, a bit of a surprise, but not massive. But for Liverpool to not challenge for the title with that squad. Although you say that, I've looked at Liverpool's midfield, all even last season,
1: even when they came second and they had all those points, I thought their midfield was not weak, but you could get at them. And that this was always coming. So who who do, it's ultimately, who do you want to blame? Do you blame mm. the manager for not pushing to bring players in to replace those issues? Or do you blame the club for not providing the finances? In Chelsea's case, they did a summer transfer window blitz, signed a player, a Bamiyang, for Thomas Tuchel, and then binned Tuchel in the same week and brought in a manager who hadn't signed any of those players, didn't compliment... Their style whatsoever. I mean, that is the the biggest calamity is an it? But I said,
3: uh, who's in the better position now? With Pochettino in charge of Chelsea squad and Klopp in charge of Liverpool squad, I'd argue Liverpool have got more work to do than Chelsea.
0: Um, Ooh, I d- I Chelsea have a lot of players to get off the books, Graham. They've but, got, yeah. They do. They've they, got
3: they do. But, I, but, but yeah, but with, I, I think Chelsea are only two or three signs away from having a title contenders. I really They're do. also I miserable. Could. They've got. <laughs> But they got Pochettino as a... manager now. They got him they got one of the best. Well, they don't have, in the have world him until July
0: the first. He didn't even put. He didn't even say anything in their announcement to confirm him. He signed, signed a two-year contract with an option for a third.
3: I don't What's think he's doing. A, I don't think he's doing a Daniel leaving. Ignored his phone north for the next few weeks, Scott. Well,
1: obviously. I th- I think Chelsea have got more work to do because they've got to get rid of all those players. And we've just said how quickly Liverpool are getting the wheels in motion. McAllister they hope will be done within mm-hmm. the next week or two. They are actively looking for more midfielders. Their front line, Firmino being gone, is still really, really strong. They were decimated by injuries last year. Defenders still, as well,
3: They need another defender.
1: They do. But it's a very strong team if they sort that midfield out.
0: But well, Liverpool... so is
3: Chelsea, but Chelsea's a massively strong team. Gra- Graham, let me put it this
0: way. Liverpool have five players that we know can score goals in the Premier League. Chelsea have zero.
3: Yes, but that's one of their big. That is like one of their big things. That if they get that number nine in Scott, if they get that big number nine they want, then oh, that, yeah, is, it's a a that it, is a caveat. That is a caveat. Even oh, works. Oh yeah, They've it's signed a, it's Romelu complete, Lukaku before. That didn't work. Yeah, it's They've a signed complete caveat before and given if them get, the number nine. Shirt I just it think, think didn't work. if they get that goalkeeper, the holding midfielder, and the number nine, and it's a big caveat even Chelsea doesn't always not always get the people they want. But if they get those three, I think there's a there's a title contest. I'm on a podcast. Defending Liverpool. What's going on? <laughs> That's the clip. That's the clip. There we are.
0: <laughs> quick, quick one. All right. let's, let's, If we're playing this game, who finishes higher next season? Uh, it's, it's hard. Yeah. There's no business done yet. It's hard.
3: Yeah. I would say Liverpool. It, I'd. I'd say, Chelsea. Forget Osman.
0: Uh, I'll say. I'll say Liverpool. But I think they'll be next to each other. Yeah. Yeah. I think That's, it'll a be That's a good game. That's a good Third, fourth, fourth, fifth. I think, and we'll see how it goes in the Champions League. Maybe both teams are getting the Champions League if uh, England do well. Obviously, About the benefit, Champions how, League will change. That be, next how June.
3: much does that benefit them both, though, guys, as well? Where they've got a bit of a, Chelsea's rebuild, and they're not in the Champions League. I think that helps, Poch. I really do.
0: Probably does, but also could be a hindrance if they don't get rid of any of these players. He's have to play two bloody squads, you know wonder what they'll do. Is he just yeah, going to come but, in but and like, say... He's,
3: he's not He's not an accountant, though. So he's, as long as he gets his three new signings in, does he care that the owners have to pay out all this money for extra players? Is he really bothered? But they'll
0: still be around. Or can they just banish them from the camp completely or just give them a, a different part of the training ground? And yeah, completely... Poch isn't like
3: that, though, is he? Yeah, they do. They, they, they no, no, these, these 15 players at least are going to get out. And, um, yeah, there's going to be a lot of... Um, yeah. We, as we know, there's a lot of loans, but I said, if we can get these three players in, it's, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be fascinating somewhere for Chelsea.
1: When do, um, when do Chelsea need to start thinking about financial fair play?
3: Because all we're talking
1: about is Chelsea spending now. more money. <laughs> yeah, surely now. this is a thing. Like right? They want to get rid of these players, but fees for them... Difficult, so they're just relying on getting the wages off. That doesn't yeah. offset the transfer fees that they're spending on the players coming in. And we the we wages. also mentioned, we also spoke about
0: Man United earlier having Wan Bissaka and Harry Maguire on massive wages, mm. and yet you've got Christian Pulisic in there. Who <laughs> same yep. case? You oh, it is.
3: Got... It's all these players. Well, and as we said on a lot of these shows, Scott, about the recruitment, getting it's all very well saying. Oh yeah, you can go. But we know it's so hard to get these and the the working behind the scenes is very, very hard when it's Chelsea to try and get some of these players off. And there's going to be some very interesting deals done. I think we're going to see some players sent out for nothing, multiple loan deals and the deals that are happening now. You know, there's the Acatia where players are being offered. There's going to be a lot of interesting ways that Chelsea are going to try and get players off a wage bill, but it's not very, not very easy, as we've seen.
0: Well, we're, we're talking about incomings at Chelsea anyway, because th- this section is uh, meant to be about Manuel Ugarte. Uh, we'll talk about Joe Felix in a little bit, but convenience on Twitter, funnily enough, has just uh, replied to a, a piece that you put out uh, tagging me, Graham. Chelsea
3: on Ugarte, please. What's the latest? Excellent. Yeah, Chelsea are in talks with Ugarte. He's a player who Pochettino has given the green, I'd say an light too. He's he's an option for them. He's not first choice, as we've alluded to. Declan Rice, they like him a lot. And there's other players as well. And we've got to see what happens with Kante. Does he still go? I think if Kante and Kovacic both went. They might bring two in. I don't know how to be on the realms of fantasy. Mason Mount talks with Pochettino this week. We've got to see where they go. Um, so it's gonna be a fascinating thing. The like Ugati, but PSG have agreed terms with him on a huge, huge deal. Um so, sporting, are allowing Ugati to talk to who he wants. He's got release clause, and yet Chelsea, uh, unbelievably at the moment, I know you won't believe this, Scott. They're not willing to pay him what PSG are, which is—is is it? Are we seeing a sign of maturity from Chelsea's ownership? Maybe, and we'll come to Jao Felix as well because they're allowing. Pot- I think we're already seeing some very interesting decisions, which tells us where the power I, may lie now at Chelsea. I,
0: I think the. I think. Saying that Chelsea are showing maturity by not spending 100 million euros on a player they absolutely don't need—that they small have, steps,
3: Scott. Small steps.
0: They've spent they spent 20 million on already. He scored four goals. Got sent off on his debut. Oh, great decision, lads! Like, <laughs>
3: well, it's a yeah, bit you, kind. You, you got to give him praise where it's due, Scott. It's all small about small steps, isn't there? Because <laughs> because six weeks ago they were signing Felix. They were. They were. They were. They told him they were doing this deal. And obviously, Potch is coming now. Is a there's a, there's an adult in the room. There's a bit of common sense. <laughs> and you know, guys, I I said I, I'm convinced Potch turns this behemoth around very quickly. I really believe in Potch. I always have. Oh, I, I agree. And too. and I think that there's eleven very, there's fifteen very good players there. And Potch's this this will be a squad on par with anything he's ever had, even at PSG. And yeah, I think with Ugarte, it's one who's on the list. Um, but like him um, they've gone through with Potts, they've asked him about it. And he said, yes, in theory, I do like him. And, and so we'll have to see how this goes. I do think that I'd, I'd, make PSG slight favorites at the moment for this one, guys. I do still, it's a lot of money for him to turn down. You know, if variety goes out the door, there's an opportunity for him. PSG you've got a very big squad as well, but as it stands, I'd make it PSG slight favorites for him.
0: Toby, I was, uh, I was speaking to, uh, some guys from football manager last night, uh, the LMA Awards and uh, had a bit of a joke saying, Chelsea's midfield next season, if they sign Ugarte, could be Ugarte, Enzo Fernandez, and Andre Santos. Is that not? Are they just playing football manager and just plugging it into real life? Because that would work on FM23.
1: I had forgotten that Andre Santos existed, which makes this conversation even like, funnier yeah. that we're talking about well. central yeah. midfielders because um, he's meant to be the next best thing since sliced bread. They're also signing. Don't forget, Christopher Nkunku's coming in. That is a transfer that I think I've forgotten 50 times this year.
0: Maybe uh, Chelsea but...
1: remembered that they were signing Nkunku and then they thought, oh, we better not sign Felix
0: then.
3: Yeah. Well, I, I, we forget Havertz as well. I, I still think Havertz and Bayern Munich is one to watch, guys. I really do think that summer 2 loves him. I, I, I still wouldn't be surprised to see Havertz depart before the end of the transfer window.
0: Would that be a. A striker option, I know they, they see him more. I think long term,
3: yeah, um, long term Muller replacement. I think I think he's ideal for that. I think he's perfect. I can see him going to Bundesliga. I think he's, and and if you've seen with it in recent months as well, he's been talking quite a lot about Bayern. They've been very, very positive about Tukel, very positive about Bayern. you. Can see the way he's been transitioning. Um, I just think that's one of the deals where Chelsea will get offered a deal by Bayern, they'll they'll, they'll they won't. They'll pay what they paid for him. They'll take his wages. I think it's one of the few deals that Chelsea might be able to get someone's wages in full off the wage bill. And then when you're in a position like Chelsea, for someone who probably isn't in the starting 11, they won't be able to say no to it. Didn't
0: they end up paying 70 million for Habits? Was it around that much? Mm-hmm.
3: It was yeah, it's a lot. lot to ask for buying if they want. Well, yeah, but that would be 70 million in over three or four years. So, um, what, 20, 30 down? So, very doable. They've also completely changed Kai Havert's position as well. They
1: paid £70 million for him to do a completely different job to the one he's been employed to do for the past year. <laughs> um, yeah. I actually just looked as well. We've done our end of season review on our website titled Chelsea 22-23. When everything went wrong at Stamford Bridge. Um, and there's some fun stats in there. The most alarming one, and this is why I back Liverpool to do better than Chelsea next year, no matter how good Potch is. They're top scorers in all competitions. Only Raheem Sterling and Kai Havertz scored over four goals. (laughs) Hmm? How is that a thing when you're talking about the talent that's in that squad? That's going to take a lot of ironing out for Poch. As good a coach as you are, confidence is through the floor for anybody when it comes to attacking.
3: (laughs) I don't know what to do when they get around the penalty area. The most assists...
1: Mason With Offsen, Mount will come over. Yeah.
3: He'll, have, he'll keep Mason Mount. He'll be on a high, maybe. Um, and Ossiman or Vladovic or whichever number nine, Martinez, whichever number nine comes in, he's going to come in there and score 20 to 30 goals. You know, this is a guy who turned Harry Kane into a striker he is now. Let's not forget that.
1: You, you say that as well, G. So you've got to have someone to set them up. Salah had 12 assists, De Bruyne has 16 assists, Saka had 11 assists, all these kind of numbers, double digits for big teams. No Chelsea player had over three assists last season. Yeah, but yeah, Great. but that was
3: in the Graham Potter. This is this is my, This is Pochettino. He is gonna do wonders to the squad. But I it's think the belief, mental, believe. Thing, right? yeah, of course, it is. But he's gonna come in and he's gonna. We're gonna see Sterling like he was at City. If Nkunku comes in, he could be whatever. We don't know. Mountain might stay. I trust Pochettino. I think he's going to turn this Chelsea team in around very quickly. Very Every quickly. time I spoke
0: to you, Graham, about Nkunku, you've been eh. Nah. Nah, I don't really write
3: anything. <laughs> yeah. so if, if you remember, guys, I covered the um, semi final between Leipzig and Rangers last year before our trip to Barcelona. And it was the first time I've really sat down and studied Nkunku for those two games, and he was terrible. And it's hard to get out of my mind. I do know there's a good player in there. I think he's very good, clearly. I've seen before I have some very good games, but I really watched him closely of those two games. And you have it, don't you? When you see someone play really bad, it sets a thing in your mind, doesn't it? Where it's hard for him to convince you. And yeah, I must admit, um, I'm not one over by him yet.
1: Where did he play out of interest in those two games? What was his
3: position? Yeah, he was like a deep um it was like a false nine. It was deep nine, but he played centrally. Okay.
0: We'll see. Uh, he's had a, a decent season for Leipzig, already committed to Chelsea uh, several months ago, which is a little bit of a weird decision. Graham, you're so, ha- so high on Chelsea that I think Chelsea are coming fourth or fifth next season. Mm-hmm. I, think, I don't really want to go any higher than that currently. Are you prepared to nail it down and do a, a prediction for Chelsea specifically now?
3: I'd say if if I'd say it's always if we get that number nine, if they get the awesome another Martinez, um, of Larovic, I think th- I think they'll probably finish third, but I think they could they could push they could push, but I'd say third in a minute. So who are your top two? If
1: Chelsea are beating Liverpool, who's above third? City and United.
3: Oh, which United? Manchester, unfortunately for Newcastle, yeah, I think <laughs> Manchester. There's gonna be some interesting Newcastle predictions. Yeah, a lot of it is. It's totally dependent. As as Scott said, it's so dependent on the summer business. You know, if if United go out and get Kane and De Jong suddenly, I'll have them pushing for top. If it's it's one of those summers where the and, and there's the top eight, this picking the top four is going to be so hard. It's never going to be more difficult than this year.
0: Yeah, it it will be difficult uh we'll see maybe man city after winning the treble will they're not going to drop off but maybe they will maybe they will uh one team that might not feature in that top seven top eight is tottenham they came (laughs) eight this season let's finish the show on the latest about tottenham's managerial circus Uh, i suppose that's
3: the right word graham is it well yeah it is really um it's 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 staggering that we're what we we're, we're over 60 days now since Conte left the club. So they had two interim managers in between, um, neither of them, Stellini or Ryan Mason getting the job on a permanent basis. The Annie slot thing was just an absolute mess. Wasn't it to, for Tottenham not to be able to land the Feyenoord coach, not just a better Feyenoord, but this is Tottenham offering him more money. I think that was a very strange one. Um, it really is, and yeah, they're, they're, still, they're still looking. Um, and Julian Le um is on their radar now. The Wolves manager, he's not happy at Wolves. Um, he he doesn't think he's been lied to, but he thinks some of the promises he's been being made aren't being kept. Again, another club who is struggling with FFP. Some Premier League clubs struggle more than others, seemingly. Um, they're going to lose some players. Wolves, he's going to be losing. Um, we know Costa, Triore, Ruben Neves is going. Moutinho is going, but others on top of that could be leaving. And a bit be a shame for him because he's assembled a very good team um, and they're looking to invest this summer. It's that he's looking to kick on. He took Wolves from the bottom to mid-table, but is he going to have that ability to kick on? I don't think so. And yeah, and it doesn't surprise me that, that Tottenham are looking at him. World-class operator. You know, you've seen what likes of Emery have done at Villa. Lepetu did very similar at Wolves. I think it'd be a very interesting proposition for Spurs. But again, the, it's the money. Anish uh, Postoglu, Celtic, again, very interesting character. I don't see him fitting in at Spurs at all. doesn't mean they won't get him or appoint him, but I don't see that as a fit. But expensive again. And and is Daniel Levy going to pay money to get someone out? That is I'm just not sure he is.
0: Well, Spurs have already poached one manager from Wolves, and that went swimmingly. So uh, maybe they'll... I don't know. We'll see. Uh, very this, different, guy
3: because he, he is he is a world class operator, isn't he? He's a very different stature to Nuno.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Spurs still yet to really make headway into into this uh, managerial.
3: Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to be. Uh, as, it, it cares, as I've said you, all I long, it's, it, it's, it's going to be Potter or Rogers for me. I've said it all along. I still think it will be one of those two. I would, I would definitely push for that. But,
0: yeah, uh, we'll see how that plays out. Any Anything to add for today's show, Toby, before we wrap
1: up? No, well, just to kind of giggle a little bit at what's going on at Spurs. All we're talking about is Harry Kane and the manager. There's no thought about players going in there. And they no. need a lot of players <laughs> to, to compete for top six
3: let they've got alone. destiny coming out. They've got destiny, the very good left back from Udinese coming in. So they've got one player coming.
1: Okay, one. Well, still an entire <laughs> left back section. or left wing back. Hmm.
3: I think he, I think he's one who can do both. Actually, I think he's not a bad defender from what I've been told. I haven't seen much of Udinese this year, but uh, apparently he can do both quite well. He's okay, so just regardless.
1: just a centre back partnership then. Someone to go alongside Romero, who will be sent off every month. Uh, an entire new midfield and an alternative goal supply to Harry Kane. So just a few things to sort out in North London and have managed to go with it. Yes, wonderful stuff.
0: Uh, That, I believe, we've been going for nearly an hour, so we'd better wrap it. Uh, That has been Talking Transfers. Thank you for listening, everyone, if you've got to this point. Fun show today. Uh, I'm Scott Saunders. I've been joined by Graham Bailey, Ninety Min's transfer correspondent, and Ninety Min's top cat Toby Cudworth. Uh, subscribe on all your major podcast platforms, Apple, Google, Spotify, and the likes and follow us all on Twitter as well for the latest at underscore Scott Saunders at Toby underscore Cudworth at Graham Bailey for Graham as well. 90min.com forward slash talking transfers for all of these transfer news. 90min.com in general for everything that we do and 90min underscore football for all of the latest on our social channels as well. Thanks for listening. We'll be back pretty soon with another episode of talking transfers until next time have a great week everyone
2: save big on brunch for mom all in the kroger app get half gallons of delicious kroger milk for 129 each then get flavorful tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for 249 a pound all with your card and a digital coupon shop these deals at your local kroger today or tap the screen now to download the kroger app to save big today kroger fresh for everyone